Hello, my friends. This is the Living Fearless Podcast. Coming to you live from Orange County. <laughs> there you go. You did it. I use, new, I use new words. <laughs> Look at that. Andy, what you forgot Andy and Hedia? Oh, this is Andy and Hedia coming this to you live. The oh. Living Fearless Podcast with Andy and Hedia coming to you live from Orange County, California. And that is all, folks. Good night. We'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. How you doing, love? Great. We didn't see much of each other today. We didn't. You're working on your next article. I was. You go into your little dungeon. Yeah. And you're like typing away like a madman. Researching. <laughs> you never used to do that? Uh, vaguely. <laughs> vaguely. But I do. For those of you on the podcast, I was doing the motion as if I was on a typewriter where you hit the bar. The good old days uh, when you'd have to start over. What do they call that? The arm? The typewriter arm? I don't take know. you back to the beginning? Before my time. It is not. <laughs> I mean, I was four. <clears throat> hey, where should people go? Resurrectministry.com where you can find all of our content. We have videos, podcasts, blogs, uh, the articles in the Christian Post. You could drop us a message and you could partner with us if you feel so inclined. You could just hit the donut button, any amount, and you truly bless us. Thank you. Yes, for sure. Uh, and one last thing is that we need you to comment. When you join us live, we need say hi how are you i agree with you we don't agree with you god is great god is wonderful god is good all the time yes and uh and even put in a little information about how you feel about the devotional and what it and if it speaks to you and um any other input would be amazing that causes the broadcast to be put out pushed out to other people that uh, may want to see it so that would be awesome all and right hit the subscribe button to be alerted for when we go live yes so yes, important. that would be nice too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, we're reading from Smith Wigglesworth devotional for another 12 days. We have left. That's it. Actually, not 12 days, we, 11 days. We have to start thinking about where we're going. I next. know that river one that we talked about. We haven't looked at that yet, have we? River one? Yeah, there's one called the river or something. Really? Yeah. Lisa, one of our seatmates over at Calvary Chappuccino Hills, oh. is the one that told us about it. And I've asked her like four times what the name of it is. I'm, I'm not going to ask her again. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to figure out what it is. Well, I have it typed somewhere. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, right now, we're still in uh, Smith Wigglesworth devotional. And it's July 5th. The title is, for this one, Knowing Our Need. The reference is Mark 5, 28, which says, If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. The scripture reading not not surprisingly, is Mark 5, 25 through 6, 6, which we'll be reading after the devotional. Smith says, what a privilege to care for the flock of God, to be used by God to encourage the people, to help stand against the many trials that affect the needy. What a holy calling. We each have our own work and we must do it so that the boldness may be ours in the day of the master's appearing and so that no man can make can take our crowns. Since the Lord is always encouraging us, we have encouragement for others. We must have a willingness, a ready mind, a yielding to the mind of the Spirit. There is no place for the child of God in God's great plan except in humility. God can never do all. He wants to do all that he came to do through the word until he gets us to the place where he can trust us and where we are in abiding fellowship with him in his great plan for the world's redemption. 
We have this truth illustrated in the life of Jacob. It took God 21 years to bring Jacob to the place of humility, contrition of heart, and brokenness of spirit. God even gave him power to wrestle with strength. And Jacob said, I think I can manage after all, until God touched his thigh, making him know that he was mortal and that he was dealing with immortality. As long as we think we can save ourselves, we will try to do it. Oh, ain't that the truth? Yes. In Mark 5, 25 through 34, we have the story of the woman who had suffered many things from many physicians and had spent all that she had. She was no better, but rather grew worse. She said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. She came to know her need. It is when we are empty and undone, when we come to God in our nothingness and helplessness, that he picks us up. The thought for today, our full cupboard is often our greatest hindrance. Nice. What do you think? I am appreciative that he brought up this issue of trust because I think we can analogize it to that the Lord has to trust us. If you analogize it to like Navy SEALs training, we're watching that show, that if you... Anything that earns you a rank of distinction, so including in the Lord's divinely service, he has to be sure he could trust you, meaning trust you with uh, gifts, gifts that will bring you supernatural, that people will see a supernatural uh, deliverance through your hands Mm -hmm. or through something you say. Uh, He has to trust that you're not going to run away with that and think that it was all you and then end up uh, leading people down a dark alley. He has to trust that you are holy and sanctified unto him and that you've offered yourself as a living sacrifice. And so if we consider what we go through in life, once we set on that path as part of the training, it's our Navy SEAL training, it's our Holy SEAL training, then we can understand why things don't come so fast. Because oftentimes people get into ministry and they're like, wow, why don't I have a million followers? Or why don't, you know, why aren't I the worship leader? Why am I still doing the, you know, picking up and putting out the chairs? And why am I in the kitchen or, or in the, in the kitties, yeah. in the parking lot or the kitties ministry is uh, the Lord has to find us trustworthy. And that doesn't happen overnight. And it's really funny that he gives the example of Jacob because Jacob's life was twisted. And then he wrestles with the angel and he thinks he's going to beat up the angel until God just went doink. And it was like, ow, forever walk with a limp. You know, he still had not reached the end of himself. Maybe that's why I'm walking with a limp right now. That's really good. I have been uh, wrestling myself huh. with? with this idea that I've had for years <gasps> of doing something in the area of speaking to men. Yes. Because we've, you've heard me bring this up. Even when I was a man walking around a a church, a Christian church, I even thought about it then, but never really prepared, never really in a position. And, and, and God knew that and just never made it happen. And then it's just like rapid fire lately. That's all I've been, visualizing that's all he's been putting before me between oh. going to bud's training with jack the other day to the book that you bought 
that I can't get my face out of. I love that. And I've even read chapters over again, like twice to just really get a feel for what each chapter was, was talking about. Um, and then to us launching the um, home church that we plan on doing that we actually got off our, Yay! our, uh, our mule. Yes. And, uh, and begin to begin to start that uh, I, I just really, I've never felt like this where it's like, it's time. That's awesome. So, uh, of course, what I know best is podcasting and doing these live broadcasts. So I think that's where I'm going to start. Um, just kind of revealing what some of the book that I'm reading right now is teaching me, and just oh, neat. and because that's what I know. I mean, that's it. that's the way that I can reach people right now that I feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, some of the lessons in there are very valuable at this time where we need men stepping up like never before. One of the things that uh, is really uh, it was apparent long ago, but right now it really seems to be more apparent than ever. And that is that, uh, that we have a lot of troubled young men, um, right now that are, um, trying, they're confused about their identity, their gender, they're shooting up schools, they're shooting up parades. It's all young men, yes. young men committing suicide, young men dying of poisoning, uh, from fentanyl. It's the leading cause of death in men. Uh, it's uh, white men, right? Yeah, well, probably, but I just know I've only, I've not heard the race, but I know that it's the leading cause of death of men between um, I believe it's fourteen and forty. It's the leading cause of death. That's not crazy. heart attacks, not suicide, fentanyl poisoning. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. So I, I just feel like this is this is it's go time. Go. <laughs> I love that. So just look for it. I, uh, I, I, I've been working on the, the, the outro and the intro and all that kind of stuff and preparing uh, some stuff that I really want to talk about to, to lead it off. That's great. So I, 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 know I really, another thing you convicted me uh, so much and I haven't shared that with you, <gasps> what? but uh, just watching you with um, Alejandra and your show, you're speaking directly to the people that need to hear your story, which are Muslims. Yeah. Um, and you know, other people, you know, people from the Middle East, Afghanis, and, and those people uh, that need to hear your story. Um, and then getting up in front of the audience the other day, just speaking exactly where God, what God wants you to do. You're, you're, oh, you're doing it. You're not you. hesitating. You're, you're like, uh, you, know, you, God, you called me to do this. I'm going to get up on stage and speak <laughs> to 30 people. And, uh, and I just go, you know, what am I doing? Here you are uh, doing exactly what God has called you to do. And you're doing it very powerfully. Oh, people love thank it. So you. very encouraging to see you do that. But I think that that's what it, it spoke to me is that it was like another one of those things that is just that, um, that he, he, it's just, he's called us to, to do more uh, and to stop looking at what it is that's holding us back. If it's ourself, or maybe we don't even feel prepared. I mean, at some point, you, you, I mean, how long, I mean, I've been walking around this Christianity for 30 some odd years. <laughs> at what point am I actually going to read and absorb and understand what it is that's in the Bible and what God has been teaching me and then share it as he calls us to do. He calls us to disciple. Yes. We must have a willingness, a ready mind, a yielding to the mind of the spirit. There's no place for the child of God and God's great plan, except in humility. Yeah. Cause the one, the one final thing was that, being the person that he needs me to be, to be an example to the men that I'm speaking to. That's the worst thing you can be is the hypocrite, the opposite. 
of what it is you're speaking to. Yes. <laughs> Glad you realized that. <laughs> so you have to have, that's one component that's probably pretty necessary. Most important. Component. I mean, you got, you got guys right now that are falling like, like, like flies that who knows how they got so lifted up in the Christian world world and just tumbling and down and some of them it you some of them have a shady past where you're like dude aren't you over that yet like wh- why did you have to go back to that but uh, quite a few others either grew up in the church or they didn't uh they didn't have a very dramatic redemption story is the best way i could put it mm-hmm. in the sense that you know one who has been forgiven much uh loves much is the verse if i'm not mistaken is that you you have a certain more humility the more you've been humiliated mm-hmm. and you have a more low lowless uh lowliness of spirit the more your spirit's been broken the brokenness of spirit these qualities that smith is referring to come from failure and they come from walking without god long enough that you can really appreciate what it means to walk with god Right. Hey, those of you watching, make sure and comment. Let us know what you think about the devotional, if anything that um, uh, Smith said in his devotional or that we're sharing with you, uh, you know, what's what's coming to mind for us. What is what's coming to mind to you yeah. about um, Smith's words today? Let's go ahead and read the scripture, which is, again, oh, you know what? I'm going to just keep talking for a second as I am putting it up so that other this people is, can could- see. I could explain a little bit about oh, this ahead. is the scripture about the woman with the issue of blood, as we heard earlier, and it go and it goes all the way to the point where they're talking about Jairus and his daughter. Mark, and, Mark 5, 25 through 6, 6. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She has spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse Had reached the end of herself and of others. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body she was healed of the affliction. Jesus, immediately knowing himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging at you and you say, who touched me? And there's. They are so goofy sometimes. And he looked around to see who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down at his feet and told him the whole truth. He said to her daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. While he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house. That was Jairus's house, who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the words that were spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. And he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. They came to the house where the ruler of the ruler of the ruler of the synagogue and saw a tumult and those who wept and wailed loudly. When he came in, he said to them, why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. But when he put them all outside, he took the father and the mother of the child and those that were with him and entered where the child was lying. Then he took the, then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talatha kumi, which is translated as little girl, I say to you, arise. Immediately the girl arose and walked for she was 12 years of age. And they were overcome with great amazement. 
but he commanded them strictly that no one should know it and said that she should have something given to her to eat. He then went out from there and came to his own country and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. Many hearing him were astonished, saying, where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this that was given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary and brother of James, Joseph, Judas and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? They were so offended at him. And Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor, except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now he could do no more mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went about the villages in a circuit, teaching. Yeah. There's no, uh, no one is a prophet in their own city. That's yeah. where that expression <laughs> comes from. Revelation 3.11, behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have that no one may take your crown. Such great advice. <laughs> As the world gets darker and more difficult, we must hold fast to what we have. That's a perfect uh, bit of scripture right there. Right? Where we're at and today. And people are constantly Ooh. trying to take our crowns. I'll tell you that. Mm. You know, that it's um, interesting how this scripture comes up after we, I would just say we attended a party with, with folks that we've not really been much around because uh, mostly we hang around fellow Christians. Yes. We go to, we have the life group on Monday. We have church on Wednesday. We sometimes go to a home church on Friday. We have church on Saturday and then we have church on Sunday. <laughs> And then we hang around with each other all the time yes. and occasionally go out to dinner with a, you know, somebody that I know from friends church or from Calvary. And so, but we went to a party, which was perfectly fine. And I, the, one of the things that I felt strongly to go there is that it, because it was, a, I think everybody there was a non-believer. Yes. For the most I think, part. I think it's safe to say. Um, but I felt, I felt like we had to be there. And I, and I, and I hope that, that there in some way, the people that needed to hear or see us that we continued with our faith and the, the strength of our faith. We definitely that, modeled Jesus yesterday. That, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> In most ways. Yes. Um, but um, I think it was a good, for me, I'm not going to speak for you, but for me, it was a good, really good test it was. You came out with flying colors. I've, <laughs> seriously. I don't know seriously. if God was testing me or if I was testing me. I think both. I think both. Mm. And I was nervous. I got to tell you, I didn't know how that was going to go down. And it was, you were amazing. You were absolutely oh. amazing. <laughs> you know, and I mean, it, well, it's, it's important because especially our host is someone that's very well aware of our faith and how strongly we adhere to our faith. And so I think it was definitely on display and at a challenge. Mm -hmm. And interestingly, this um, gentleman, the couple happens to be gay. And so he asked me straight up. So do you think um, like, how could you be at my house if I'm gay? And I said, well, and I just went through the explanation. We hate the sin, not the sinner. And uh, I want more for you. I believe God wants more for you, but that's not my uh, place to make you change. It is to love you and to show you that there's a better way and pray for you that there's a better way. And he's like, oh, wow. 
So he says, you believe homosexuality is a sin? And I said, I I'm sorry, I, I can't lie. Yes. And I said, but it's no different than uh, people that are adulterers or fornicators or drunkards. And we invited him to our home church. And he says, so you'd let me come? And I said, yes, we don't take a, uh, a, um, a survey at the door. Like, you know, did you watch porn today? Did you <laughs> cheat on your wife? Did you, you know what I mean? So we don't know what kind of sinners come through our door, but did you have sinful thoughts. It's, you, it's all the same. Exactly. So, uh, I hope that that, and then we had these other young people there that were challenging me on the notion of gender. And we had a very long discussion about that. I don't know how pleased they were with my conclusion, but I, I put it out there. Yeah. It was uncomfortable, very uncomfortable really? at times. It, it, it is because you, you know you're not, with the young people, it was hard because you know you're not really getting through. It mm. may stick with them, but I know I wasn't making any headway. I don't know if that, um, and I'm not, I'm not saying that what you were feeling was, was not correct or anything like that. I'm just saying what I, what I think is important, what I felt was important, is that no matter who I was talking to, whether it was the couple that was gay or um, the couple that was intoxicated <laughs> yeah, or the uh, gender fluid teenagers, is that they saw that, it, it, that I wasn't um, a nasty, horrible person right. because I'm Christian. And that for me, that was, the, I, I think the more thing I was focused on, I wanted them to know that we, we love them and care about them. It's just too bad. They're not going to be joining us in heaven. And, <laughs> and, then, and, but I wanted to share, I shared some of my story with uh, the couple that had been drinking a little bit. Um, and, uh, and also with uh, our host. Yes. And uh, so, because it came up why we weren't drinking at this party. And so that was the, that was the first sign. Right. Those are it's like wearing a T-shirt when you yeah. go to a party where everybody's drinking and partying and you're not. It's like wearing That's, a you might as shirt. well be wearing a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. And if you watch it, if you ever experienced that kind of thing, if you've got and it's um, and, I, and, I, and I'm not, not saying that somebody that's a Christian can't have a, a drink or two or something like that. But that's just where we're at in, in our life. And so it's pretty obvious um, when we go to something like that, that that's the thing that they focus on. But um, but that gave us the opportunity to talk about it, too. Yeah. Because were we to have behaved just like them, we wouldn't have anything to say. No, because then they would then they would say, see. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I didn't want them also to say, see, you guys are, you, you Christians are a bunch of jerks. And no, it that... was so important to come off yeah. with grace and humility and kindness. And, I, and our host said that to the other guest. He's like, you know, whatever she has. Yeah, I'm telling you, you want it because she's always happy and she's always smiling and she always has joy. So uh, whatever she tells you, you should listen. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, th I think that's the greatest. Yep. That's the greatest testament I can have now. Uh, would I repeat the occasion? I don't know. I was pretty. It was it was it was very strange to be so outnumbered. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, um, and we've never been that way in any of the other events. Like we've no. been to events where like drinking is the primary focus, but everybody in the room is usually Christian. All your other yeah. friends, like your political friends, yeah. they're all Christian. believers. Yep. Yeah. So it, we've never been surrounded only by non-believers. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, you may have been in the past. We were not as a couple. 
Yeah, but we, I'm just, I'm not telling you we are perfect. Any of you have been in these situations where you're kind of the Christian and the group of non-believers and that kind of stuff where you get targeted. Um, cause any, any, cause you know, you know, at most parties, there's like four or five people that are talking together and then there's two or three people and then four or five people. That's not, that was what was happening at this party. So no matter what group we went, we were never with, um, believers. And, uh, I, I, I just, I liked, I liked the challenge and I, I like how we came out of it, even giving like the, one of the couples a ride home at the end of the day and had not, again, an opportunity to, to talk and show them, um, you know, just maybe a little bit of God. Yeah. In, in some way. And that we weren't fuddy duddies and uptight and yeah. Sorry, yeah. folks. That was a long-winded story, but <laughs> no, I don't think so because this I think is this part is part of our walk with because Jesus. I, because I think it goes on with the devotional in that it, it's the it's it's the preparedness. It's that we've we've been prepared. We've we've messed around long enough. Um, have we gone to Laguna Beach necessarily and gone out there and preached with our friend Glenn? Have we done some of these other things that we we, we probably should be doing? Uh, no, but we are stepping out a little bit more and more. And feeling a little bit more comfortable. You spoke in front of 40 people, 30, 40 people the other day at church. Was it only that many? It looked like it, it could have been more. I, I, I was in front, so it was hard to see the how many people. The whole room was filled. Yeah, so 50. Maybe there was 1,000 people. No, there was a lot of people. <laughs> I thought it was at least 100. But step it up and just doing these things, um, I think, because the, the, the thing that always feared me and, and probably uh, causes you to be, uh, some of you watching, to be fearful, is that people are going to ask questions. Beyond, you know, how did you become a Christian? They're, they're going to challenge you in some way about, you know, what about being they gay? Did that. About gay being a sin? What about, gen, you know, being gender confused? We got all of those. <laughs> like, oh, well, no, there's only two genders. <laughs> I don't know what you're confused about. <laughs> the reason you're confused is because you believe there's 50. That's what's causing confusion. <laughs> I'm so glad you weren't there for that part of the discussion. I'm, I'm sorry. You left me there with them. <laughs> Like I left you with uh, with the couple when they were going off about something else. You left me with the two girls. So I had a, I had a moment there where I just said, hi, how are you guys doing? Oh. And they go, oh, your wife just left you here with us. And I said, yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm fine. That was after my hour and a half conversation. Yes. So I would, you know, and when it's time for you to, to step out of your comfort zone, I, I just think that it's one of those necessary things. It's kind of like being in the police academy. You're there for six months. You're practicing. You know, you're never really going to get shot yes. necessarily. You're not going to get uh, beat up because everybody wears a helmet or padding and that kind of stuff. But you hit the streets and you actually get punched in the face. Right. Or you actually have to break somebody's arm to get them into custody. It's a whole different world. And I mean, that's what evangelism is all about. And having a, a spirit that you that, you know, you being endowed with gifts that you believe make you an evangelist mm -hmm. means that you need to test it. Yeah, because you don't really know what you're capable of until you're put to a test yep. and being able to um, represent Christ in, in a in a, not only a positive way, but in an, an impactful way. I mean, Glenn does it once or twice a week, right? Oh, or, yeah. Or Glenn Fran, he's, he's a uh, pro. Glenn. His last name. Oh, uh, why do I suddenly? <laughs> I was uh, author. I always author. Langor. Langor. Um, he's uh, a, a man who's out there every, all, as often as he can. He's he's constantly going live on on YouTube somewhere yes. in front of a you know a strip bar, a strip bar, LGBTQ bar, yes. or uh, you know in front of a abort, abortion clinic. Yes. And uh, I just look at him and go, man, man, he's out there doing it. 
courage, raw. It takes courage. nothing to go to a Bible study and preach the gospel, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's what Pastor Jack says, right? If if you only surround yourself with Christians, what are you doing? You know, how are how are you how are you bringing people right to Christ? Yeah. All right. Well, I, I'm not. We're staying on until somebody comments. <laughs> I'm just gonna nobody keep, has commented. I'm just going to keep on talking until somebody says hi. Help. Or if you've been ever been in those situations where you're the lone Christian in the in the room. Um, and I really got to say, I mean, it's really the first time since we've been together. Yes. I think that we've been in that kind of situation. Yes. And I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool. I felt really good about uh, our our venture. Yeah, it may be me just being uh, uncomfortable. Well, I, you know. And it is the first time other than my parents' house. Uh, yeah, it, it's the only time I've you. been, since I've been a Christian, that I've been in that kind of environment. Oh, no. You stood in front of a bunch of Muslims at, a, at, a, <laughs> yeah. at an Islamic center and, yes. and preached the gospel yes. to 600 Muslims. <laughs> so so, other, yeah. than, other than those two occasions? <laughs> On a stage with a microphone. <laughs> yeah. True. So it's about time I did it. You put you've put yourself out there enough. Uh, I I needed to do it, but it's so funny that you felt a little bit more. It sounds like a little more uncomfortable yeah. than I did. I I it was kind of I felt pretty good about it. That's awesome. I felt happy. I'm happy to hear that. And I'm just thinking that there was there has to be at least a couple of seeds that have been planted that, that have to grow. I just feel like it. Amen. It may not be tomorrow. We do the we years, do the um, plant. We throw the seeds. He waters them. Yeah. I would. Have, I really would love to see those the young people, just you know, just see some miraculous changes in their lives. That'd be awesome. And we may we may be able to see something because they are um, servers at the, a, a restaurant that we love to uh, to uh, frequent here. So it'd be great to see hear them come to us one day and say, you know what, I went to church wow. the other day. That'd be awesome. I would I would start bawling like a baby. It. Right. <laughs> Because, you know, I'm a big crier now. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Not as much a hugger and a kisser, but you're getting there. <laughs> uh, if I could only tell you some other stories yeah. about last night. No. <laughs> Let's save those. I know you're so transparent, but. Yeah. People maybe apparently not. love me. Everybody loves you. <laughs> I'm Andy's wife, remember? I know that very well. <laughs> I just have to say this one thing. Okay. I'm sorry. But, you know, when we take pictures and if there's a guy, you know, they kind of, you always see them next to Hedia, right? They're, <laughs> they're not next to me. But we took a picture with the, the host and the two of us. And, his, and, and it was the opposite. It, and he had these eyes like, <laughs> like little hearts were coming from his eyes and his head was on my shoulder. Oh, oh my god. It was classic. It was hysterical. All right. Anything else? <laughs> that was my moment. I think that about does it. It's yeah. just uh coming to God with uh, our brokenness, our lowliness, mm -hmm. our humility, and uh asking to be used by him. And we hope that he's pleased with however <sighs> he uses us and that we show up. Yeah, and I think that that, that the important part is that understanding what I told some of the people last night is that we're all sinners and you know, that, that's our job is not to, our job is not to judge them. Our judge is to disciple to them and tell them of, of God's promise. And uh, it's, it's purely up to them to build that relationship with God. Yes. 
And if we can help in any way and they, they can feel comfortable with us, that we will not be that person that will chase them away from Christianity. That's the one thing I don't want to do. I don't want to be that kind of person. Right. It causes people not to become closer to God because of how I act or what I say. Uh, I've experienced that. I, uh, somebody in my life was, had done that to uh, people close to me. They were that Christian that was not a good example. But if, if that's what Christianity is, I ain't doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever she's selling, I'm not buying it. Right. And so I, I, I hope uh, that um, I can only do God um, well in that area where I am, I am not that kind of person chasing me away. Yes. I, I'm going to work on that and make sure that that's the case. All right. Anything else, my love? I think that's it. Wow. What a, what a conversation we had. Yeah, just ourselves and nobody joined us. Yeah. Oh, you know, I forgot. We're not ending this. You need, you, and we're not going to allow you to, to stop the stream until somebody comments. <laughs> somebody needs to comment. As a matter of fact, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play our commercial and you have until the commercial's over to, to type a comment and say. Even hi. Yeah. Say hi or God is great. And say you guys. Hi, stink. My name is so-and-so uh, watching from so-and-so. Right. All right. Here's the commercial. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. Who's the winner? Allison Bender. Thank you, Allison. Thank you so much. I wish I had a hat to give away right now, but I don't have a hat. When I get a hat, maybe you'll be the winner the next time we go. But Allison, thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you for um, commenting. So now we can. Oh, and Sandy oh, V. Hi, Sandy Hello from, from Fort Wayne. Wayne. Did, you get her, did you get her address? Yes, I did. Okay. And we're going to be mailing her hat to her. Yes. Sandy's one of our hat winners. How is it out in Fort Wayne? Uh, Sandy, Sandy's a transplant from Orange County, California, now in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Fort Wayne, United States. No, <laughs> you don't know what, what, what state it is? I think it's Indiana. No. We'll give Sandy a minute to respond. But Fort I, Wayne, Indiana. Yeah, I think it is Indiana. Yes. Fort Wayne. Almost positive. Watching on YouTube. We have two YouTube viewers. Raining uh, like crazy. <laughs> and not raining here, Sandy. No, it's certainly not raining here. It's, Indiana. it's a scorcher. Indiana. All right. Anything else, my love? Nope. We've had a great night. We appreciate you guys watching very much. Have a great Tuesday night, and we will see you tomorrow. God bless. God bless. Take care. Bye. Bye.